Welcome everyone back for Welcome. another week. Uh, uh, another week. Another week. We are live. But anyway. <laughs> Don't you even go there with me. Say what you gotta say. Anyways, it is I, Stanley, here again with Vakanya. Hey everybody. Welcome back. I don't know if you to my left or to my right, but we'll figure it out later on. But anyways, um, <laughs> so we have some pretty interesting topics uh, for you guys today. And we also have some guests that are going to join us. Um, somehow, this girl almost got her butt whooped this week. So she gonna, she's going to tell you all all about that. And we're going to, you know, kind of address that because, you know, Past fans get all up in their feelings when they like, lose the Super Bowl. Get in their feelings. They get like, in their feelings. No, that is yep. not what happens. Okay, you guys. So let me tell you guys a little bit of a background. Um, so this next guest and I, uh, we've uh, had a little bit of a conversation on Facebook that started off just you know trash talking. Um, she is a Patriots hater. And uh, yes, I will say this when she gets on here, um, because I am blunt and I am legit and I've, we've already had this, this conversation offline. Um, so her and I, we were going back and forth and there was a comment that um, she made. She said, the comment said, uh, Tom Brady tried to play a trick and he failed or something like that. And I said, well, we all have failures in life. You had a major failure last year. And so I'm coming from, like, I'm a Patriots fan. And so I'm, like, very dedicated to my Patriots. And to me, it's like she was, like, going hard and hating on my team. So I thought, you know, she's like a Falcons fan. You know, Falcons still butthurt about the fact that, you know, they just lost that 25-point lead, which, nigga, get your weight up. That is not my problem. That was a Um, bad loss, too. It really was. It really was. And so just so you guys know a little bit about me, um, I am the type of person where if I am talking about a topic, that is the topic that I'm talking about. So if I'm having a conversation and I'm talking about football, I'm talking about football. If I'm having a conversation and I'm talking about a philosophical concept, I am talking about a philosophical concept. I do not mix and mingle things. So, um, and so there was a little bit of mix up, you know, she took it the wrong way. She took it personal when coming from me, it was not personal. So, um, but I will let her tell you your side. Um, but she took it personal to a point where, uh, it got shared, uh, amongst other people (laughs) and people got angry and was like who the fuck is this Vakanya chick and and like I'm just like chilling over here in Seattle and people in Atlanta are just ready to fight me and so this is why this is why this isn't taboo is a must watch for everybody and this is why it is a platform for everybody because of this misconceptions that typically tend to happen and that probably could have uh Got my ass whooped. So uh, I am going to call Nadine right now. Her name is Nadine. Um, She and I have known each other for, I don't know how long. We were church friends back in the days. We were not very close, but we definitely were acquaintances and we've known each other. So um, I will have her join us and let you guys hear her side and what was like going through her mind when um, she definitely had these thoughts so uh let us get her a call and you guys you know what she's gonna say is gonna sound pretty like fucked up and you're gonna be like damn vakanya but i really did not (laughs) i'll tell you when she told me about it i was like what did you do because (laughs) 
I know about Nadine's whole situation from last year. So when I heard about it, I was like, no, you didn't do that. So that, so yeah. Hey, hey Nadine. Hey, how are you? Good, good. You are live on with us. Welcome to This Isn't Taboo, girl. We are now recording live. We are so excited that you decided to join us. Um, we just gave the people a little bit flashback about you and the situation that happened. So I'm just going to like turn it over to you so that way you can tell the people your side and like what you thought when you heard that and what was going through your mind and, and, and everything. Well, in all honesty, um, I, didn't know, I didn't even know about the comment. I got two phone calls to ask me, who is this girl called Kenya Vikan? <laughs> And why is she commenting like that on a Brady post? And I was like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, this girl got really personal. I don't know who she is, but you might want to handle it. Um, handle that. Yeah, like, you know, you know, they were just like, yo, why is she making it personal? And, you know, I read the post and I was just like, you know, I took it personally because it wasn't about the Super Bowl. It was It was personal. It didn't say, you know, your team has an epic failure. It was basically you had an epic failure last year. And I did break my arm in a car accident. Something vicious, had surgery. I lost function in my hand. So, yeah, I took it personally. Right. It and it like, was completely you know, understandable because um, when – and I was so excited that you reached out to me and, like, try to like clear it out because most people would have not reached out to me and then they would have continued on their life with their conception of thinking that this is what was met but you and I have already discussed it about how you know when things are being written and I could have been a little bit more specific with my way of thinking but I feel like because you and I we don't know each other well enough you wouldn't know that, oh, this is Vakanya. Like, she just don't play about her team when she's talking. And which is understandable because... Um, no, 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 no. I know, I know how you are when it comes to the Patriots. <laughs> it's just statements that you made. You directed right. it personally towards right. me. Right. That's one of the reasons why I commented. Because, come on, let's be real, Vakanya. How many posts have you talked about, especially when it comes to the Patriots? And I've literally kind of just chucked it up and laughed it off. Let's be real, the... Right. The post that was on right. Leslie, I just chucked it up and laughed it off. But the way you came at me on my post, it was very personal. So I was just right. like, okay. Right. And, and this is I it in a private, I addressed it in a private message because I didn't want this to go back and forth on a social media post. Right. And then mm-hmm. it turns else. And I'm not one person, I'm not that type of person to just let stuff fester. I'll, I'll, man, I will, I will literally. I will literally hit a conflict head on. I could care less if everybody's uncomfortable. Right. If they don't want to do it. Right. I'm going to because I don't like right. to hold on to nothing. I don't like grudges. So right. that's right. why I'm just like, yeah, I need to talk to her. Right, right. And I'm and again, I am so glad that you did because had you not, I would have not had a chance to explain to you that when I am talk trash talking about a team, this is my focus. I don't throw low blows. It's just so out of character for me. Whatever topic I am talking about. If I am a fan and I'm talking about my team, I will legit come at you with no mercy. And that is just me. But I would never like throw a low blow because at the end of the day, it's just out of character. So I was so, so happy that you reached out to me and was like, what the hell, bro? And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I said, oh, my God, you had like an accident. And I legit genuinely did not know. 
So I'm happy that you and I um, kind of like talked about it and we, we cleared it out because I could see where you were coming from because I wasn't specific in how I said it. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it came like, okay, this is a direct attack, but it really wasn't. It was more like I assumed, which is another thing about social media, I assumed that you were a uh, Falcons fan. So I was like nah. talking about, <laughs> she's a Giants fan, y'all. Heck yeah, I sure am. G-men till I die, okay? We all I don't hate Brady. I don't care if we didn't make it. I don't care if we had a corny commercial <laughs> during the Super Bowl. G-men till I die. There you go. I don't and see, this is how you're supposed to act about your team, you know? And so I am so happy we got this cleared up. Bye -bye. Um, I definitely wanted to bring you on board to talk about this. So with that being said, you guys, um, I don't know, Stanley, if you have anything that you want to chime in in terms of like how things get misconstrued in social media and how like we should be careful, myself included, we should be careful of like how we uh, write things because my perception and my reality is different from your perception and your reality. And so that takes a lot. Um, I think, Nadine, you and I talked about us having type A personalities. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, basically knowing someone else's personality in order to um, in order to be able to converse with them. Um, we're all different. We all speak differently. We all think differently. And so if you don't understand a person's perceptions on things, you won't be able to understand them or the reason why they do the things that they do, neither or the reason why they say the things that they say. So that's really all my thoughts on this whole situation. I did escape a fucking uh, ass whooping. <laughs> I was about to get my ass jumped, and I'm going to Atlanta next week. My ass is gonna be dead. So that's I'm all I'm That's all you putting it down that you're um coming back. Are you moving back or are you just visiting? No, I'm just visiting. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean, Stanley? Do you have anything that you wanna say? Any last words? Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing is when you're commenting on somebody's post, it is very, very important to take the time to think twice before you type because it's, we get very, yeah, into she didn't do that. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> yeah, we get into our feelings when we see something and then we want to just type about it, type our responses. And sometimes there's something in your mind that's speaking to you. Stop. And you're just like, nah, I'm just going to let them have it. So if you take a moment, you can write out everything that you want to write out and then read it back to yourself. Yourself will, t if you are in tune with yourself, it will let you know, don't send that or rephrase it. So it is very important that you take into consideration who you're writing to. And if you, if it's your friends, understand which one of your friends are going to just take the, you know, bluntness and which one of them you kind of have to chill it, it out for them for a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. be very mindful in what you are writing. Take the time to read it over. And if you are upset and that's what you and that's how you're responding, write whatever you want to write at the moment and walk away. Don't send it. Just write it all out. Walk away for like five, ten minutes. Then come back to it after you cool down. You'll be able to level your head out. You know, you know that's not our you know that's not our society and that's not what people think as of right now. Right. Everybody reacts angrily. And my thing is I wanted to make sure it was her intent to write that before I lost it. Right. Because I know I got a mouth on me. Stanley, you know I got a mouth on me. Arkansas oh, yeah. knows I got a mouth on me. Okay? Yeah, so that's that's what that's why that's why so this I is... had to make sure that was her intent. Right. And that's why this is this is so important. I definitely had to make sure it was that her intent to come at me like that. I have a type A personality. I have an alpha I have an alpha female personality. Yeah. So yeah. 
I just wanted to be sure before I lost it. Right. And this is why it's so important, you guys. Um, And everything that Stanley said is 100% correct. And this whole process of bringing back the element of conversation, you also have to understand who it is that you're conversing with and who is behind that 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 uh, phone that you're conversing with. A lot of times we do become mummified behind our phones right. and it's so hard for us to realize that there is an actual person that is behind that phone. It is not an electrical device that is typing back at you. And so um, I do agree with like, you know, being mindful and aware of what it is that you're typing, but also, uh, understanding that you know, you're dealing with people of different background and different personalities, like Nadine said, you have to take that into consideration. And so today in today's podcast, you guys, I definitely want to showcase a little bit of the different personality types, type A personality, type B personality, as well as type C personality. So that way, as you guys are engaging, if you know your friends, you know what kind of shit that they're going to say, you know what kind of shit that they're not going to say, right. and you're going to be either okay with it or you're not going to be okay with it. So I definitely hope Hope you guys uh, keep tuning in. Um, welcome again. I'm so excited. This is episode three. We're going to keep going. We're taking this shit to the top. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Um, on that note, um, Nadine, we're going to call Argens because Argens is another Patriots hater. So I'm going to let that nigga come on board. And say what he has no, to I'm not a Patriots hater. I will give credit where credit is due, just like I gave to the Eagles because they fought for that Super Bowl. They really did. They really so did. So I'm not gonna, I'm not a hater. I'm just a diehard Giants fan. I'm like I don't really uh, like the Patriots because uh, they the showboat way too much, and so Giants, do their fans. Man. They showboat way too much, and so do their fans, right, Vakanya? So that's yeah, the problem. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with Eli. So what's going on, Gens? Hey, Arya, welcome. What's up? Hey, everybody. So, um, everybody, I didn't get a chance to introduce you guys to the guest. Nadine, you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Hey, my name is Nadine. Um, 36 Haitian and living in Lawrenceville. Going through a lot, dealing with a lot of physical therapy, just trying to get back to myself. Great. Well, so happy to have you. Argens, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You guys already okay, uh, you could um, I'll get to it. Okay, so my name is Argens. Um, 32. You're 32? Uh, yeah, he's old. Uh, like 35. Oh, wow. That's oh. like your magic number oh, for everyone. Oh, wow. I'm just kidding, Argens. I'm just kidding. It all comes from a loving place. Go ahead, boy. Come on, Argens hasn't uh, reached Jesus year yet. Come on, he hasn't reached Jesus year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you, thank you. I like that better. Um, I mean, there's really not much to say about me. I'm just, just living life, really. Living my I love life it. like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. Gold. Love it, love it, love it. Again, so I know you wanted to have this platform to say all the shit that you got to say to me about the Patriots. So we're gonna take like just a few moments. I have my uh, I have my hat on today because y'all about to see the real Vakanya come out real quick. So I just you know I'm just gonna have my hat on. So go ahead, Argens. Tell me what you got to say. Who, 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 this, who this look like though? Who this look like on the sideline? <laughs> you realize he, you realize he wore a hoodie. You realize he wore a hoodie just for that. Yeah, he 
Front though, I love the way I lost though. That joke was epic. <laughs> I love the I love the miss by Tom Brady, the trick play, and like, he just you know couldn't. What? It wasn't in ga- it was a good game. It was a good ass game. We fought hard. We came back. Um, like freaking when everybody thought this shit was over. So at the end of the day, we play hard. I just think that you know the Eagles wanted it better, and it was their first one. So I'm like, more powers to y'all. We got five, nigga. Y'all got so what? Y'all lost five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got five. Y'all lost five. Let's be real. Y'all neutral right now. Doesn't matter. We still got five, though. Okay. Stop playing. There won't be no more, dude. Oh, you think so? Tell me when. Tell me when. Tell, talk. Come talk to me when Eli actually goes back to the Super Bowl, my nigga. Come talk to me then, okay? I'm still a genius so I die. I'm not worried about the Super Bowl, though. I love my team. It's different. Oh, I love, I love it. Oh, I love oh. it. I, love I don't need him to go back. I love my team. I'm worried about the Super Bowl shit because the, we in there. The G Man had a G Girl commercial. That's all I saw. It sure did, but you know what? I still love my team though. You know what commercial it don't matter. I love? I did, I did love that commercial. I love the, yeah, I love the Dirty Dancing. Yes, I love, that. I love that. Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, like that was actually really cute. And I don't even like Eli like okay. that, but that was to- cute. He was cute I- in that. So I'm going to give you your props. Uh, how you supposed to be playing a man's game and you dancing like that? Like you know, sexist. the whole the whole running to the end. I was like, please don't do it, please don't do it. And then Odell a, it was, was just it was, like, it was a parody. It was a parody. It was just funny. <laughs> um, yeah, they should have they should have picked somebody. They should have picked somebody other than Odell Beckham to do it to play baby. They should have picked someone else. But you know what? It's just it, it happened. I like oh, it. I thought it was cute. I was like, oh, okay, look at you, Eli. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, Tanya, what face did you make when you saw the strip fumble? <laughs> Damn. Yo, our kids, you know going for it, huh? No, he is. He hey. is, but it's hey. all good, though. It's all good. So this isn't taboo; is a platform for all. So I'm just gonna let you have your, have your, have your moment, have your moment. But I'm just gonna Ouch. let you know, though. I'm just gonna let you know, you are a hater for real. And I hope your ass don't choke on that haterade that you be drinking, bro. Oh, because nah. you are. A I don't hater. know. Damn. I don't know. His hate's going down pretty smooth right now. No, I'm, I'm like an alcoholic when it comes to hating the Patriots, like. Nah, that you have to understand my Oh, hate- your haterade is mixed with your haterade is mixed with Tito's again. <laughs> Me and Argus, we have a different type of hatred for the Patriots. We're Peyton Manning fans, die hard Peyton Manning fans. Exactly. So we will always hate Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's not even just like a team, because my team is the Steelers all all day, every day. But we Which just- you got cheated, remember? Exactly. You got cheated. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, yeah. yeah, so our hatred for the Patriot and Tom Brady. It goes deep because Payne Manning is oh, the yeah. best quarterback to ever walk on a turf. Period. Period. But, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's not the fact I hate the Patriots, the team. It's just I hate those people. The ones that talk in five rings. You just lost. Nobody's talking about no <laughs> dang on history. That's Nobody's true, talking yeah. about what? no what? dang on anything. Five rings. Okay, well, guess what? Guess you what? Just lost. Guess what? Guess what? Like, Let me tell face. you something. 
wait, uh-huh. wait, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. You mad because we got five rings? You just a hater. You over here talking about you don't Yo, like but Kanye, I hated y'all before the ring. Kanye, you keep talking about five rings, but we just honestly don't care. I mean, like, you do, nigga, because we we all in your mouth every year. You can't stop talking about the Patriots. You always gonna talk about no. the Patriots. You what know did why? I do last year? What did I do last year when black. you won? We, we the best. What I do? What Wait, I do? hold on. How y'all the best? But the Steelers have the most rings. What are you talking about? That's exactly. How y'all the best? Bacanya, real talk. That junk is coming to the end. Real talk. It's coming to a end. I agree. I agree. I agree. But we're going to get one more and then that's going to be easy. No, Tom Brady just fell off the list. You can catch a wide open more. One more. That's what all happened to the one more. Yo, Bacanya, you sound like you sound like LeBron with the with the Miami Heat. One more and it never happened. Okay? So chill out. Well, you know, he's not what he never happened. It never happened, but guess what? Dwayne Wade is going back to Miami and that shit might happen. So you can never Yo, it's never gonna happen. With who? With who? So you don't got said because of timing, um, we kind of have to like make sure we kind of close this out because I definitely want to get to the other than Tom Brady. okay. Well, we're gonna close it out. Name five Patriots that you know can do it without Tom Brady. Five Patriots. Okay. Hogan, Edelman, Bennett. Uh, we have McDaniels and we have Gronk. There's your, I mean, not Gronk, uh, Belichick. Here's your five. Not to forget Amendola. Yeah, don't, don't. Amendola, Amendola, too. How much you want to bet she knew you was going to ask that question? She already had the list. Oh, I don't know. She told me I don't have a laptop. Patriots, Patriots fan. I don't have a laptop. No, no, no. Do you know how long I've been a Patriots fan? Uh, no, but since 2006. Oh, since 2000. So, wait, we became a fan when they started winning. Exactly. That's how I feel. She became a fan when they started winning. Um, first of all, I became a fan when I was like 17 years old. I didn't know anything about football before I was 17 years old. So yes, of course I became a fan when they started winning, my nigga. I wasn't watching freaking football when I was four or five years old. So yes, I did become a fan when they started winning because that's when I started paying attention to football. You're a bandwagon, really. See, but I love I love my team. I love my team when they couldn't win. There's the I difference. I'm not a bandwagon. Too. You know how many Super Bowl loss we had when we lost to fucking Peyton Manning and we lost to the Ravens and we lost to we almost lost to the Seahawks. You know how many freaking loss I went through? Nigga, Look, I'm a real fan. But here's the thing. You weren't you weren't a fan when they lost. Let's be real. When you guys get lost, y'all don't want to talk to nobody. Nah, nah, I, nah. Hey, hey, honestly, yeah, honestly, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell y'all this. She's a diehard fan. Cause I'm talking before, to you right before, now. Before all of this, like I used to get on her behind, you know, behind social media when they lose, and she'll take it. She's a diehard fan. She, it's not just when they when they win, when they lose. I mean, she's salty for real, really salty. But she, she's a diehard fan. I'll tell y'all that. Well, thank you for closing that up. I do want to move on though, you guys. So thank you for your input, Nadine. Thank you for nigga, you ain't Belichick. But thank you so much for your input. Um, you guys, this is the, this is this is how conversation is supposed to be. You can disagree, you can cuss each other out, but ultimately just always remember there is always a center. You guys should always come back to the center and laugh it off because 
nigga, I'm not getting that ring. I'm not getting that check. You're not getting that check. So we can just pop it. Um, we're gonna start on with our next topic of the night. So this topic, um, it was actually a friend of mine. Shout out to Bria, girl. I don't know if you're watching this, but I'm gonna hit you up because I'm gonna need you to come on board when I'm talking about spirituality. Um, so Bria had this post on her page, um, and Nadine and Argens both read it, and uh, Stanley read it as well. It was basically, I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, it was basically talking about, um, should parents invade their children's privacy or not? Um, I'm going to allow Stanley to start first, and then we'll go up to Argens, and then Nadine, and then myself. Okay, um, this is kind of twofold. Um, is it important for parents to know what's going on with their children? Yes. It is very crucial that you are aware of what's going on with your children. Should your child have some form of privacy? Definitely. They should. Now, the, the, post, the post itself into the amount of privacy that they were discussing on that particular post, it went far beyond that. And it goes back to the type of relationship that the parent and the child has. If you, if you created this environment where your child cannot come to you and speak to you about what, whatever type of issues that they have going on with themselves, then anything else that they do behind you or that they're dealing with internally is your fault. Because if anything, you should be their first point of contact for help, for assistance with anything. They should feel safe coming to you no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what it is that they've done, no matter how bad it is, they should feel like you're their safe haven. Because if you're not there for them to talk to, who do you think they're going to talk to? First of all, they're either going to talk to their friends who themselves don't know nothing, or they're going to sit there and write in the diary or write in wherever that they can just to find some type of outlet. So if your child gets to a point where they can't talk to you, it's your fault. That's not necessary. Is it my turn? Uh, Argens, I want to hear you first. And then you, Nadine. I mean, I got, I, I, I got a rebuttal for uh, Stanley there. Okay, go ahead, oh, go ahead. If you have a rebuttal, ahead, go ahead. ahead. Um, Stanley, in all honesty, um, I understand what you mean when a child can't come to their parents, but I don't believe that it is the parents' fault that the child can't come because you know, let's be real. We grew up Haitian, and there are certain things that we couldn't talk to our parents about, not because the door wasn't open. It was just like the like the name of the show, taboo to do, and I'm just saying sometimes it was it's a lot easier to talk to friends who are going through the same situation than your parents or other parents or let's be real your friends' parents because there's no judgment and you don't want to seem weird or odd with your own parents because they won't understand or or you never know you might offend your parent. I mean, yes, there is a level of privacy that I did have with my mom but in all honesty as the post said the mom was trying to understand her daughter so she read her diary it's not that the mom wasn't trying to interact with her daughter her daughter did not want to interact with her so for me I feel like if my mom would have read my diary and asked me a question I would have been angry at the invasion of privacy but I would have appreciated the fact that she wanted to know so much about me. She went to those links and my dialogue would have been open. So there's a, for me, I feel like 
she just didn't want to talk to her mom, but she was dealing with so much. So she talked to other people and she wrote it down. It's, it's different when your parent wants to know what's, what's going on with you and you, they want to know and they want to help you through it, deal with the trauma or however you're feeling. And then it's different when your parents just like, look, I don't care. Oh, depression is not of us. It's of the devil. If you feel that way, pray about it. Because come on, we've heard that. Am I wrong? We've all yeah. heard that. Oh, we're depressed. Pray well, about it. it. So her mother was trying to understand her. So I don't feel like, I don't feel like her mom wasn't trying to talk to her. I feel like her mother was really trying and she didn't want to talk to her mom. Okay, um, to, your, to your rebuttal, um, notice at the very beginning what I said was the parents need to create a safe haven for their children to come and talk to them. So if a conversation... She's trying, and her mother, she basically, she basically pushed her mom off. Because if her mother opened up and was like, talk to me, and she's not talking to her mother, but she's writing it down, she's still acting out, and her mother, to understand her child, reads her diary, she created the safe haven. Her daughter just wasn't receptive. Well, well, this part of she created a safe haven is all speculation because number one, we don't we don't know their relationship. Number two, just because she read it and just because that was posted on the post doesn't tell the whole story. So right now, all we can really do is kind of speculate. What I'm speaking of is more in a general term. Um, when it comes to the, the reason why you say something is taboo is because at one point, this child or somebody else was having a conversation with their parents and that and that vision or that or that picture was painted for them. This is not something that we talk about. This is not something that we feel comfortable talking about. Then it becomes taboo. Then we don't feel safe to even converse about it. And the reason why as within 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 our Haitian community we don't talk about a lot of things is because they're made we are made to feel like we're not supposed to be conversing about certain things like that or we're supposed to just pray about it. Now I now there comes a bigger picture when, when, when we start getting into spirituality and in depression and all that, all of those all of those things actually do have their or, origin in the spiritual realm. Whether you whether you believe it or not, they all have their their origin in the spiritual realms. However, we do have a responsibility to attack some of these things in the physical as well, because these two worlds are parallel. So just because something has a spiritual origin doesn't mean that we cannot combat it here in the uh, physical so the if if a child does not feel comfortable to share something with their parents and you're saying the parents is trying but the child is not opening up is because at some point there was something that happened that created that shield you never know that might have just been adolescence stanley so something, let's be real there's a something point in our happens. adolescence Something happens. Something ha that's what I'm saying. Something happens. Right. I agree. Um, I'm gonna put my input a little bit later, but I want to hear what Argens have to say real quick. I mean, it's kind of in between um, Stanley and Nathan. Um, when I read the the post, you know, just for the sake of just for the sake of the show, let's say that um, you know, Asian culture, for example. A lot of times parents want to get involved with their kids because of something they heard. So now they just want to verify. Right. Because, I mean, to me, if your kid has a diary and you're basically you're now just finding out about the diary that, you know, what she's writing and stuff like that, that means there wasn't a talk before. The way they get the diary to begin you know with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So because if if I have somebody to talk to, there's really no point of the diary. So like I said, just for the point of the the the, the post, it's let's say the mom probably heard something about her daughter, you know, and let's say you, you said Nadine, she did, no she did call, you know, her daughter tried to talk and stuff like that, and you know, daughter probably. No, say the same thing you said. Like, okay, I can't talk to you. You're always gonna say this. You're always gonna say that. So, I mean, again, maybe the mom's like, okay, maybe there's something in her room that I could find. Stumbled upon the diary, read it, and now, oh yeah. So, dear, let's talk this and that, this and that. By that time, if your kid could write and read, I think it's too late to have that conversation. For me, I'm going to actually say, uh, should parents invade their children's privacy? Um, I'm going to start by saying uh, no. Um, they should not invade their children's privacy. And I am not basing this decision based off of how I was raised because yes, I was raised by my parents to become a certain way, but at the end of the day, I am still an individual. So I develop my own way of thinking and my own way of approaching of how I raise a child very differently. And it is not dependent on my background or anything like that because it's not, let's just face it, it's not always true that how your parents raised you was the best way. At some point in your life, there was a moment where you felt alienated, where you felt like you could talk to your parents, where you felt like, you know, they, they were not understanding you. And so we need to understand that the first and foremost thing is the parents have to uh, create that foundation from the very beginning with that child, that foundation of this is the trust that we're going to build with each other and we're going to go forward. And we do not have to do things how it's been done, how our culture has done it, because at the end of the day, we are evolving. And so when you have a child, that child is yours for you to protect, but also that child has their own mentality and their own personality, and they are a completely different person from you. Right. And so as a parent, it is very important for you to realize that I have been given not only just a responsibility to be a mother, but a responsibility to raise a completely new different human being different from me yeah. so i have to take their feelings into consideration i have to take you know what is adjustable to them and so if i am creeping behind there is a sense of distrust there and so my children cannot come to me whenever they have something and even if they were fearful to come to me at the end of the day so long as i have set those boundaries from the very beginning and a strong foundation with them from the very beginning they should feel comfortable and if they do not feel comfortable at the end of the day, I still should know that this is a different person and I should allow them to become an individual. I should allow them to be a person and I should allow them to actually have a chance for me to trust them and not completely be against them. Now, I do believe that there is a level of control that we need to have. If you have a child that's like less than 10 years old, obviously you're not going to like I definitely don't plan on giving my child a phone until like however age or whatever. And I also um, don't plan on like checking my child's diary or anything like that because I should trust my kid. I should trust in my parenting skills that I have implemented in them what they need to grow as an individual and who they need to become. And I need to trust that and allow them to grow and blossom. Now, if I need to do any form of rearing as a protector and as a parent, that's when I step in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, can I say something? Because I've, I've, I've honestly listened to everyone and I'm trying to get you guys to understand. 
You're breaking up a little bit. My aspect of where I'm coming from when I said what I said. I'm not coming from the as well. I am not just coming when I said what I said, I am not just coming from the aspect of an individual that wanted my mom to check on me. I'm also coming from the aspect of a step mom where it's difficult to talk to a child. And let's be real, the doors can be open. I can tell you, come and talk to me about anything, especially girls. Let's be real. Come on, Vakanya, we females, it's difficult. Yeah. I, I, 13, I had, I had like a little girl that, you know, she was in my life when she was seven, from seven to 16. And I'm going to tell you the truth. It was difficult. And trust me, I told her she can talk to me about anything. And there were a lot of things that she didn't want to talk about. There's a lot of things that she did do. And you know what? It wasn't the fact that she didn't have a safe space to talk. It's just because she didn't want to. And it took a lot of digging. And I'm just saying, you know, I'm coming from the aspect of the parent as well. Right. And I I heard that all of you guys and, you know, and there is no right way to raise a kid. Trust me. All of y'all, all of y'all find out. Right. It ain't it ain't easy. It's right. not easy, difficult. Right. You trust me, you'll cry every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um no, I, you'll I cry agree. every day. And I, I'm just telling you, you know, there was a point where it reached where she literally told me. She was like, Nadine, you were the only person that understood me because you wanted to know how I felt. Right. Right. So, I'm just sitting here saying it like I get it. I understand how you guys feel because let's be real. No one has had a child yet. I personally don't have a child of my own, but I had that experience to the point where 24-7, 365, this child in every capacity. And trust me, when I tell you it was difficult when I found out she was being bullied at school. I had to figure out a, a healthy way to do that instead of snatch kids off the bus. Hands on them because you can't. I had to deal with the fact that she got into, let's be real, pornography because she had a phone with the internet. This that isn't taboo, y'all. We're going to be real up in here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, you know, she, I, I had to deal. I also had to deal with the fact that, you know, she didn't like, she, you know, there were times where she felt like she shouldn't shower because she went to the pool. I had to deal with I had to deal with her picking and choosing, trying to start fights between me and her father. Right. I had to I had to deal with all that. And guess right. what? It's all about the communication in an open right. space. Right. But to know that there was a point where she said, I am the only person that understood her, not her maternal mother or her paternal father, but me. So I'm not saying I'm perfect because, oh, God, did I make mistakes? Right. But, you know. I kept it wide open so she could talk to me. And let's be real, she didn't talk to her dad. She talked to me. Right, right. right. And I got to tell you, a lot of them conversations were very uncomfortable. Right. And then right. I had to make sure I turned the conversation so I was able to tell her dad what was going on. Because, ooh, it was just, yeah. it was just difficult. I agree. I agree with you, uh, Nadine. Um, but I do think there's a little, the only difference is, uh, I think 
it, it's a lot harder to talk, especially I, I am, a, I was raised as a stepdaughter. So I completely know where you're coming from in terms of like, no matter how you either want to create that safe haven or that foundation that I previously just talked about, it's a little bit harder to do with a child that is not your own. So that's a great thing that you brought it up because then what do you do, right? What do you do if that child is not your own? Uh, Stanley? Um, there's always going to be reluctance from that child because you're not their birth mother or father. That's that's just point blank. They're not going to that, be so... That has nothing to do with it. I'm telling you now, she was okay. not my daughter by blood, but she was my daughter. I'm telling you the truth. Like, it didn't matter. I don't... I, it honestly doesn't matter that, you know, she didn't come through me. Yeah. I still loved her like my daughter. And a lot of people were like, is this your baby? She acts just like you. She looks yeah. like you. I'm like, she don't look like me. But I loved her like she was mine. I still consider her my first child, Stanley. Just remember that. It doesn't matter that she wasn't mine. It really doesn't matter. That's that mentality. Well, she's not your daughter, so you had no choice but to be better. No, this is something I would do even for my biological children. I would try to open it up and do the same and make sure that it's it's as healthy as possible. Let's let's because I know what I went through as a kid. Let's finish hearing what uh, Stanley was trying to say because I want to see if there's a little bit more than that. And then Argens, we're gonna, uh, we're, I'm gonna, I, I need to hear what you your thoughts are in terms of like dealing with um, a stepchild because yes, Nadine, I completely understand where you're coming from in terms of like it doesn't matter whether or not that child is your stepchild because you still have that <laughs> maternal instinct of love for that child regardless. But I do, I do think coming from the child's perspective, they're always going to think that you're not my mother. And so the reluctancy is not on your end because you're going to do everything in your power to because you have that maternal instinct. But that child's mentality is going to be a little different. So that's what's going to make it so hard Kanye, for to connect. Kanye, this, the Kanye, this baby told me that I am her mom. I'm more her mom than her, mo her mother. So when did this happen? So like, I'm, I'm okay. So like, like did I'm it happen? Okay was she like, was she reluctant from the beginning and then she switched over and became like more, more like loving and stuff? Um, when I first met her, she's already dealing with being bullied by her, her half brother and sister. Ah, like, okay. you know, she was already, she was already, she's one of three children. Right. You guys, I am so sorry. I don't know if you guys had the same dad. So she was already the one that was constantly being bullied by her. Stanley. Yeah, we kind of. Can you hear me? We kind of totally lost you there for that um, past thirty seconds. Um, was 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 the child reluctant from the very beginning when you guys first met, or was she like, okay, you the you my mom, you're the first person who understood me from the very beginning, or what, did that take some time for you to get to that place? Um, she was a touch reluctant, but I just made sure that I kept everything open as open as possible. Even though when, you know, she she felt like I would hate her. And there was a point where she said, you know, she said, you know, thank you for not giving up on me. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, um, she said, thank you for always trying to help me. And I was like, but that's what I'm supposed to do. She was reluctant because, you know, the way things were with her mother and father, they weren't the best of, they weren't, it wasn't the best of situations or terms. But 
she realized that, you know, I guess she realized and she felt that I was willing to be there for her. She was reluctant, but not for long. And she didn't outright say that I'm the one that understood her the most. It was more like um, she told her mother that when her mother said, I'm your mother, I know what's best for you. And she said, no, Nadine is the only person that understood me because she wanted to know how I felt. Her mother's her mother, of course, is pissed about that. But, you know, that's that's to be expected. But, you know. Whenever she felt. I think we're losing her again. Yeah. Um, so while we're trying to wait to get her back, uh, you want to finish your thought on what she was saying? Yes. Um, she actually completed my thought by going against my thought and completed the thought. Um, the reluctancy, like you said, it it was coming from the child because it's not it's not that you don't you you're pushing the, the child off, but you have to understand this child this child's parents, whether it is a divorce or separation, they're in the middle of it. And, and, and for children, they always think that they're the cause. And because these two adults are fighting back with each other, and then there's a child in the middle, sometimes one or the other party try to use that child against the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Then, that then, literally, that was the situation. That was, that honestly was the situation. And in all honesty, literally what you said, she was being used, she was being used as a tug of war tool. And I think she was appreciative of the fact that even though her father said, oh, you're going to stop talking to your mom, I wanted her to keep communication with her mother. So even though her father was like, no, I won't talk to your mother, I would call her mother on my phone and I will say, talk to your mom. And it caused strife between us because I'm like, you cannot keep her from her mother. And I had already promised her, I was like, look, I'm never going to keep you from your mom. That's what I told her. I was like, your mother's your mother. She's your mother for the rest of your life. Even when she's gone, I cannot keep you from your mom. I can't keep you from your family. And she was a little, she was a little taken back by that because her father didn't want her talking to her mother, didn't want to talk to her grandmother, her half brother and sister. But me, the outside person, I'm like, no, you can't do that. Uh, Stanley, you want to finish your thoughts so that way Argens can have something to say? Sure. So, so yeah, so you have this child that's pretty much in the game of chess. She's a pawn. Right. And the king and queen are, are fighting. So the child is being sent to the middle of the, of the board to, to take all type of hits while they don't even realize the damage that they're causing while this whole thing is happening. So now, so now here you are, you decide, okay, you know what, I'm done with this person, so I'm going to go ahead and get somebody else to, to marry me. No, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter the length of time, whether it is two years, two months, five years, ten years, there's still tension there, especially if that child never went to counseling. And so here you are, you want to bring a, a new person. And usually with people who get divorced and separated, they usually either have somebody within the, the first three to five years of that separation. You Welcome bring- home, Nadine. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, so, so you bring somebody else into the equation 
on top of everything else that they're already going through. To be honest with you, they already don't trust you because you use them as a pawn and they saw that you use them as a pawn. So now you bring somebody else, they're not going to trust that person. So it doesn't matter how open this person is telling this child, hey, you can feel free to come and talk to me about anything. They're not going to come and talk to you. Now, something that Nadine you know, pointed out was that she didn't stop trying. She actually kept trying until she reached mm -hmm. the child, which is which is what you know we were getting at from the very beginning is try right. to create that open that space because right. it, because you have to understand from a step parent and step child point of view, it's going to be even tougher because there's there's a whole backstory that you don't even know about. It doesn't matter how much the <laughs> spouse tells you, the child's point of view was never taken into account. So now you have this child that you're trying to talk to and you're like, oh man, I don't know why your why your daughter or your son don't like me. It's not that they don't like you, it's that they have uh, they have they're damaged. They're children and they're damaged and they weren't cared for during during these two people's quarrels. So at this at this point, the 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 you know the greatest example that we had was you, you know, you, you kept you kept pushing until you found a, a, a way to, you know, break down these walls to where she felt safe with you. And and in turn, whether this child, you know, is wherever she is, she's forever gonna be grateful that you didn't give up on her. Like she's like she said, you know, that you know, she's she's grateful that you kept trying. But for a lot of people, they stop trying. Once they hit a brick wall, they stop trying. So then they, they make it seem like this person's not talking to me, your daughter don't like me, your son hates me, because that 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 parent becomes so selfish and they never take the child's you know pain into into account. So that's really where Definitely. I was getting at. So the, the reluctancy is not because the the step parent you know wasn't creating an an open space but saying that you have an open space is not enough especially if you're getting into a blended family saying that you have an open space or two three times trying to say that you have an open space doesn't work it takes more than that okay i understand that i understand that argens yeah i mean i kind of want to get back to like you know the original question right um in terms of yeah, it kind of went. It kind of went. You know, this is what this, this whole platform is all about. We talk about it all. Go ahead. I mean, reason reason I was, um, you know, to bring it kind of back is like to actually like define what privacy is. You is know, that better. Yeah, you good. Yep, you good. Um, yeah, because yes, I mean, privacy is not. And I think, and I think, privacy. <laughs> I can't deal with you. I can't, I can't deal with you. You're just oh, random outbursts. That's what, like that, that's, that's what she does. She has random outbursts. Like, right. I love though, Nadine. I do. Go ahead, Argus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, there's so <laughs> many. God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys do it. And we're yeah. moving on. Me, <laughs> <laughs> Argus. Jesus, you think mine are big. <laughs> Anyways, um, going back to, you know, like, you know, to define privacy. Um, and that's the, I think that's where a lot of it goes wrong. It's everybody would describe privacy in a different way. It's kind of like, okay, you mind your business, you know, even though I'm right next to you you know, like you're invading my privacy or, you know, in terms of the parents we're talking about, it's like, okay, this is my room. Once I close the door, you know, whatever goes in here has nothing to do with you. Right. Um, so 
It's my house. Hole. And your room is in my house. So you know, you ain't got no problems. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's all I hate. You just put like, oh, there, you know, leave the door yeah, open. Don't, don't close the, the doors. You don't pay no bills. Exactly. But I think, you know, that's where, that's where that, um, that trust, uh, that trust bridge has to be, um, you know, basically respected. If you want to put, if you want to put another word for privacy, it's just, you respect the other person. Um, basically respect them. Um, you know, basically like if the door is closed, uh, I should be able to know that my mom trusts whatever's going on inside here won't be detrimental to me, mm-hmm. detrimental to her, and won't mm-hmm. put the household in a way of, you know, of, you know, being degraded or disgraced in any way. And at the same time, if my mom comes and see the door closed, she should know that I know that, okay, whatever Argus is doing in there, same, same process. So until there's that agreement, it's not going to be, you know, it's not gonna. It's not gonna benefit anybody really, because you know, like Nadine, you can say, yeah, you know, I open up to the kid, this and that, you know, I trust, you know, and stuff like that. It's just because the main thing I would just say is just the respect, the the mutual respect. Right. Once that happens, yeah, just like, right. okay, you know, like hey, the door. Like, let's say for example, I go to your house, Sandy, and your kid's door closed, and I'm like, yo, watch his door closed, you know, with this worried look on my face, and you're like. Oh, he's probably just playing video games, or he's probably sleeping, you know, right. stuff like that. Level of trust, yeah. You know, yeah, because and then the kid could hear that through the door. It's like, oh, okay, then you know, I need to make sure whatever I'm doing that my dad <laughs> won't be disappointed. Right. Oh, so, right. or let's say the door is closed again. I'm gonna keep using that example, and you hear a noise. I was like, oh, you know, maybe he's playing a video game or something, you know, and stuff like that. So, I. I not to repeat the same thing, it's just the respect. Um, right. The mutual right. respect, really. Right. Yeah, because the door is closed, so you don't know what's going on. It's right. the unknown on the other side. So, therefore, right. it's ample. Because right. I know in my household, my mother didn't want the door closed at all. And it was just like, you know. Then there was a point where the door started to close, and I guess she realized it was okay, but. Yeah. You know, I mean, it took, like I said, it took some time. talking about Haitians. There's a, a lot of stuff where it's just. Like the rest of the world's right here, and we're just like, yeah, somewhere. We, all yeah, over Haitians, the, uh, Haitians were raised a little bit differently, so we have we have a little bit different way of uh, sharing our thoughts on this. But with that being said, you guys, I do appreciate all of you guys for joining us. We're actually getting ready to the, our one hour um, kind of like time frame. Does yep. anybody else have anything, any last minute words that they want to share with us? Don't you even dare, bro. I'm not even playing with you. Um, with that, uh, okay, guys, thank you so much once again for joining us for our third episode. Like I said, um, I hope you guys got a little bit of sense of how this is going to go on. Sometimes we'll probably have up to six people on here talking and getting into the nitty gritty. Like I said, this name, This Isn't Taboo, is exactly what it is. We are here. We're sharing our thoughts. At the end of the day, um, we can agree to disagree peacefully and move on with our lives without holding and festering any anger or any hatred towards anybody 
And this is exactly um, why I wanted to bring Nadine to talk about our situation. And I'm so glad that it is over and we, we, we resolved it. So you guys, thank you so much for supporting. If you are supporting, thank you. Invite your friends. Um, this platform is for you. It's not really for me. It's for all of us to share everything that we're going through and actually talk about the shit that nobody want to talk about. And the name says it all. So welcome. So if you ever need, if you never need me again, by all means, let me know. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm thank you there, so much so. for joining. Thank you, thank you. you I, guys... promise, I promise not to be driving on 316 in an extra windy outside. <laughs> no I know, I, know, I know it resonated in the in I know it resonated in the car. It's the, okay. Just the draft, so it's I okay. promise we not understand. to be driving. We understand that you guys have your own lives, so I just really appreciated you guys. Bro, take that shit off your head, nigga. We, I just appreciated you guys. Like, I'm just saying, that's how he, he reacts to everything. Um, news, I just appreciated you guys for like coming and sharing your thoughts and your perspective on things. Um, I will wrap it up. I will say this. I've heard all of you guys' perspective. I think um, they're, you know, they're very, you know, they make sense, and I agree with a lot of them. Um, I will say at the end of the day, the one thing I did uh, see that was very similar amongst all of our opinion was the fact that it all comes down to the foundation that is start either started from the beginning or continue to, to you know grow and continue to be built upon um so if you are watching this and if you're wondering whether or not if i should invade my children's privacy you know that's a decision that you have to uh, make on your own based off of your own parenting skills but i will say this it all starts with that foundation whether that, if that foundation is broken that trust is broken, that relationship is broken, and it's just going to be, you know, just a really bad situation. On that note, I am out, y'all. Thank you for joining. I'm so excited. We're about to have Good a nice episode. Well, wow. me and you don't so, dancing. Last, lastly, as always, make sure you call somebody this week. Make sure you check this on your friends. Hit here. somebody up. Make sure they're yeah. good throughout this week. If they're cold, oh, make sure they're okay. Like yes. legit. Yes. Oh y'all okay? Oh y'all okay? Yeah, we good. We straight. I'm good. All right, I did my job then. Sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. good. Okay. You need to call other people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Have a good That's night. All right, you have a good. Peace All right, good night.